It's the clearest of nights when the stars shine underneath the glow of the moon. That you realize that feeling inside of you exists. That there's more to life than the way you have been living it. If only a flicker of light that reminds you of the truth that burns inside of you. We all exist and come from the same seven stars that make up the me, the we, and, and the, the us. us. We are the road to remind you of this and hold your hand as you walk home. Well, it's been one of those periods of time, quote unquote time, where it feels like time has just zoomed on by, but while you're in it, oh my gosh, so much is hitting us, so much is happening. Um, let's get into it, Skylar, since the last time we talked. Yeah, welcome to Freddo's in the Morning <laughs> with Coco and Skylar. Yeah, we've changed it. You know, Freddo's are, oh my gosh, if you're in Greece, you need to get a Freddo. Skylar, tell everybody what a Freddo is so that they understand as everyone's pulling out their phone, <laughs> Googling. <laughs> Just Google it. It'll be easier. Yes. Google Freddo. F-R-E-D-D-O. It is uh, the cat's meow. Okay. So last time we talked to you, I think Skylar and I had just had our mild inconveniences. Doesn't that feel like a lifetime ago? What a great podcast to help so many people. To preface that podcast before we dip into this one, stop using mild inconveniences as a reason why something is happening for you that you don't want to look at. I'm just going to start there. Well, (laughs) here's the thing. It's only a mild inconvenience if it's mild and it only slightly inconveniences you. Yes. If it's something that you literally have got to like, it knocks you off your game more, it's not a mild inconvenience Exactly, exactly. Like a mild inconvenience is something like, oh. Your card's not working, you know. Well, not just something, like it's, it's simple, small things. That are trying to bump you off of the road that you're on. Which if is you, your debit card not working. Which if you yeah. have to tell people, I mean, and I say this, having told you guys about all these mild inconveniences. If you have to tell people, I'm sorry, it's just a bunch of mild inconveniences today. Those <laughs> things are piling up. Yeah. We use that language as an example to show you of how these things were trying to stop us all day. Yeah. And we didn't allow them to. We noticed them. We accepted them, we moved on, and we were able to move past them. And we felt into each we, and every experience. We didn't sit there all of a sudden and look at each other, oh, mild inconvenience, and brush it off and ignore it. That's yes. what we're trying to show you. All of that mild inconvenience language essentially was wrapped up at the end of the day. Exactly. When we were looking back on it, it was like, wow, all day it was just this jar after jar after jar after jar trying to rock us from this place of ease and contentment and we didn't allow it to happen. So at the end of the day, we were able to say, wow, look at all those mild inconveniences that were trying to upset us. Mm -hmm. If you're only saying, wow, mild inconvenience and moving on, mild inconvenience and moving on. You're you're taking the language and applying it to a situation in front of you to bypass. Straight up, period, end scene. (laughs) Because is it affecting you? Yeah. Or, or is it affecting you and you're not doing anything about it? Exactly. Take because that. if it's mild inconvenience after mild inconvenience all day and you're still... And then the next day and then the next day and it's the same thing. That's your state of being. It's not a mild fucking inconvenience. It's your state of being and you're trying to use new language to bypass your state of being and what you need to work on within yourself. Because it's a state of unconsciousness, exactly. which is what is happens. It's mild inconvenience after mild inconvenience. It's because you're not paying attention. You're not conscious to what you're doing, that all of these inconveniences are popping up to show you, hey, look, this happened. Be conscious. Mm-hmm. But you say, oh, it's just a mild inconvenience and brush it off. Exactly. And then another thing has to happen. It's like, hey, be conscious. You're like, ha, huh, just another mild inconvenience mm-hmm. and brush it off. And that's you with you. So however you took that episode and notice your language after you listen to that episode, where are you now doing that to bypass X, Y, and Z? If you are, if you are. 
So here we are, uh, what, I don't know, 10, 9, 8 days left in in uh, May and the billboards, the transit station, um, the mainline connection, it has all taken place here. So since we last seen you, data points have gone up well over 3 million. Um, the body for so many people were feeling it. And if there's one theme that has rocked everybody, <clears throat> it's baseline. And people really starting to see what happens when they don't do their external baseline things and then what comes in and tanks them. Me and Skylar as well. You know, we moved to this new Airbnb and I'm going to use this as an example because you guys really need to see how important baseline is and I need to hammer it in. Skylar and I have been moving so much. I think we're on our 13th or 14th Airbnb in three months. <clears throat> and just this last week, we moved into an Airbnb that we are staying in for two and a half weeks. And we sat down and Skylar looked at me and he's like, you know, you're drinking three to four pops a day. Do you need those pops anymore? You know, we're being a little bit fucky with our food, not eating till, you know, maybe two some days and then we're ravished. And then you're drinking the pops to sustain. And I sat with that. I could feel my program being a little bit triggered there. But then I said to him, okay, let me sit with that. I see what you're saying. We both agreed that we need to start eating in the morning way more, especially if we're moving, whatever we're doing. We have to really, really focus on that because these two in the afternoon, one in the afternoon meals are just not doing shit for us. And then we're trying to get our baseline back up starting at two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon to then mentor and be in sessions all night. Okay. So then we were in the grocery store and we were shopping and I looked at him and I was like, you know what? It's hit me right now. I probably in that moment, that was my language, probably do not need the pops here anymore. I don't need the hard shit. And I moved down to a Sprite, which is what I started with back in the day when I started into my baseline work and my foods. And I think we bought groceries, what, five days ago? And there's still Sprite left. Because now I'm consciously in a new space where I'm like, okay, what worked in Kelowna is not working now, and I switch it up. And same with Skylar, he has his own things that are working for him, and he's switching up and what he's noticing. A big thing that I can share about Skylar is he's not in this big, like, meat regime that he necessarily was you know in Canada and things are shifting he's eating a lot more baking he's eating a lot more um you know potatoes and 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 meat differently but what I'm sharing with you is things change that's what baseline is is you change the energy changes just because you like the meat one week or you're drinking the pop one week or you have um orange juice one week and that really hits and helps you in your baseline the next week it could change last grocery shop i bought frosted flakes i fucking felt them in the aisle i was like yeah i finished the last bowl last night and in the shower last night i was like frosted flakes are done they served me well this week for my baseline. They helped me, but they are completely done. Even this morning, you went to the bakery and you didn't get me croissants and you came back and I said, hey, did you get croissants? He goes, I don't know. I felt like maybe you were over them. And now sitting here in real time, yeah, they've served their purpose for me. And that's baseline. Things change, they alter. And I really want everybody to stop, feel, what is your baseline? Remember, baseline is external things. Everything about your baseline is external things. What you eat, what you do to maintain your body of form. It's what you do to keep your highway smooth so that you're not bouncing down into a ravine. Yeah. External things. Food. Yeah. One of the biggest stories that we have yes. is food. Mm -hmm. How we eat, what we eat. We have been programmed. Programmed to fucking with food for so long that it throws everyone off. And it's literally the hardest thing because when you're growing up, I know for me, it was always a growing boy. Let him eat whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. Right. Um, and or then pop he, is bad. Chips are bad. Pops are bad. Chips are bad. Have one, have none, you know, don't eat any of that, you know, have fruit, have the vegetables, all that stuff. 
you're being pro- told a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Programmed, yeah. And that, that's what, uh, you have to recognize that for what it is. And then as you get older, you go, okay, well, maybe I'm putting on some weight. You know, I'm going to start diet and start exercising. So then you have that Program. programming on top of what you already know. So we have a lot of f- heavy feelings when it comes to food, which is where eating with intent is really, really super important mm-hmm. to dismantle those programs that you have around food. Yeah, and let's just touch on that briefly, is you will not get your baseline solid if you're living from a program with food, okay? We really need to hit that because yes. you can't, you're, you're lying to yourself. If you're worried about the carbs, if you're worried about the calories, if you literally have any type of food chatter, you're in a food program, So that's period. Where, and that's where intent really comes into it because it's understanding something. Let's say, for instance, you've bought a six-pack of cookies because that's what you feel called to. You're like, okay, I, I really want the cookies. I know they're not the healthiest choice for me, but I'm going to eat them anyways. Great. You've just jumped over that first hurdle. You have a cookie. Tastes delicious. It satisfies you. Makes you. It lights up your light. Now, where we're also losing it is you eat the other fucking five cookies in the box. Mm-hmm. Because now you're chasing that satisfaction from the first cookie. Because you lost the intent. The intent was to eat a cookie mm-hmm. or to eat cookies. But did you stop yourself? Like, okay, I'm good. I'm satisfied. I'm content. I don't need any more. Or did you continue to eat the rest of the cookies? Mm-hmm. And then call it baseline or call it, oh, I'm intentfully eating my food. Like that starts how the podcast started, where we take the language and then we apply it to the bypass. So it's like literally, if you use me and Skylar as an example, we both have debunked really, really massive food programs. Huge, like huge. And I said to him the other day, I said, I'm so fucking shook at how I used to live. And I know, I know that majority of everyone has this exact same narration is when I sit down for a meal, I have zero narration about a meal. I literally have zero narration about the croissant. I have zero narration. Whereas before, my whole life was controlled by food. I would be like, oh my God, I really want that fucking croissant. I feel that looks so good. If I eat that croissant, then I'm going to have to eat a salad for two days or how many carbs are in there, how many calories are in there. It's a whole spin. I don't think we we can even go more basic than that because you used to be the king of like, or the queen, sorry. Uh, I have a gluten intolerance. Yeah, exactly. That so, too. I can't, so I can't eat that. I yes, can't eat that. Yes, and that was my story. But just wait. Yeah. But I can have crackers. Yeah. I can have bread. Yeah. But I just can't eat that. So you'd use it to pick and choose exactly. what foods you wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. But then when you wanted to eat that food, you'd be like, no, this doesn't bother me. Even though I have gluten intolerance, yeah. this doesn't bother me. And then I'd be me. so Especially sent. when someone else pointed out exactly. your gluten intolerance. And I would be so sent about my fake news fucking gluten intolerance when Skylar or someone would point it out and be like, for someone who has such a gluten intolerance, you seem to eat all the fucking gluten. And I'd be sent about it because it was, again, a word to fucking bypass my fucking self, period. It was a, it, that was it. So it's like, literally, as you look at your month, as you look at the, the ebbs and flows, you know, the heart rate monitor, of you know when you're in the hospital majority of people till they understand their baseline is the hot is the heart rate monitor where are you bullshitting yourself with your fucking foods truly where are you bullshitting yourself literally it takes fucking work to break the food program and really just eat because your body feels it and your body if you have a program too will also lie to you and tell you you're not hungry But look at yourself with facts being like, literally, I am fucking hungry. I have to sit down and put this fucking food in my mouth. And there's too, there's so many extremes that people have with this program, but that's why you have mentors, but really get fucking real with yourself. If you're looking at food at face value for the content, the calories, all that stuff, or you're making a judgment about taste or anything, you are in a food program and it's going to alter your baseline, period, end scene. So you really, really, really need to look at that to tighten it up as we move forward because May, 
what we experienced with the three, three million data points that was about a week and a half ago, come November, that is our state of being. That is going to be our state of being. So you got given a little gift ahead of time to adjust to the baseline and the state of being moving forward. If you can't get it solid now, you're going to have to work on getting it solid then. So here's your choice in a beautiful choice month. Well, I just want to say I'm fairly well known for liking my coffee and I like making coffees and I like drinking coffee. Yeah. Lots of times when we were back in Kelowna, we would wind up getting Starbucks. Lots of times we'd get Starbucks because that's what everyone else wanted. Lots of the times by myself, I just wanted a cheap, tasty, regular fucking coffee. And I would just go to Tim Hortons for it. Why? I didn't, it wasn't so much about the cheap coffee. It was like just about the taste of what I was looking for. Yeah. It wasn't the cost and I couldn't get that at Starbucks. Starbucks is great for what it does. It's flavored coffee. But sometimes you just want something a lot more simpler. There is a difference there. So if you just say, I want coffee, what type of coffee are you wanting? Are you wanting like a fancy coffee? Are you wanting just a simple black coffee with maybe some milk and some sugar? Or what? There's a difference in saying, hey, I just want coffee. Yeah, and that comes down to getting aware. That's what you really need to understand. Is Getting aware and developing the language. Exactly. That way you can say, you know what? No, I actually want like a Starbucks coffee because like I want a little bit more of the razzle-dazzle, a little bit more of like the flavorings that Starbucks provides. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, you know what? No, I just want something like that's simple and easy. And like, here's a perfect example that that just happened to us in real time last night that I'm going to share so you can see it within yourself. On the cobblestone streets in Corfu town, there is so many coffee stands and so many things that you can't even imagine. And there's this one on the corner that we found um, the other day when Skylar was in a bookstore. I went and grabbed it. I ordered a grande because I didn't fucking know what I was doing. And, you know, it was really milky. Then last night after our dinner, he goes, hey, did you want a Freddo? And I said, yeah, go to that place. And when we were in the car, he's like, I got to fucking say, he's like, that Freddo was so good. Okay, now we know what that Freddo tastes like. Let's call it Tim Hortons, for example. So when we're on the cobblestone streets at any fucking point in in that big area, I'm going to be like, hey, you know that corner place where you got the Freddo? Can you go get it? Because I'm craving the taste of that Freddo. I have the language now of how my body felt drinking it, how it made me feel, and all the things and now I can I can point that out to go to that or there's an Italian shop where we had a sandwich so many times since we've had that sandwich we'll be like hey what do you want to eat when you're down here and we can like kind of scan and feel our body that's feeling in that moment I'm like hey do I want to have Greek or do I want to have this do I want to have that and I can scan based on a previous history of the experience of how the food felt how it tasted and we're like oh let's go to Italian how do you feel then we'll go we'll eat it have the sandwich and most of the time Skylar be like yeah good pick good pick because we felt into it do you see what I'm trying to show you yes and I just want to kind of clarify with the coffee example I feel like it's pertinent. I had ordered coffee from this coffee shop before. Coco had loved it, so I knew it was there. It's easy to get to. It's very centrally located. So then she went and had got coffee. Yeah. And because she didn't know, know, she got literally a grande coffee. Mm -hmm. And drinking, I'm like, yeah, this coffee's not very good. It's very milky. Like, it's not even coffee flavored. Because it was almost, I want to say, like, half a liter of milk. Of milk. Yeah. So then the other day we were there, it's like, hey, let's go back and grab a coffee because we're in the same area. And I ordered the coffee and I ordered like a regular size cup of coffee and it tasted delicious. Mm -hmm. That's also part of the figuring out what your baseline is, is you have to make those mistakes. Exactly. Coco had to make the mistake and order the big cup of coffee. Exactly. So that way then we could figure out, that way we knew, no, like the small cups of coffee are better. This place has got a good coffee shop if we're near it. Exactly. That's the language that we need to develop 
Which is why we can't be upset with ourselves when we make mistakes. Yeah, and what's a mistake? Nothing's a mistake. Everything is a goddamn experience to help you move forward. And 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 that's a big fucking theme this month with the billboards and you know the transit system. Everybody just gets so wrapped up and oh, I made a mistake. Oh, I'm scared to make his mistake. And you know what? That energy is so old and done. It truly is. Well, let's talk about supper last night. Last yes. night we went out for sushi. Sushi here has been an experience on the island. You would think that it'd be great because we have all these fresh fish options, but it's been really, really interesting for sushi around here. And we so far, there's been a lot of places that are like, it's eh, just a miss. It's, it's just, a kind, miss. just kind yeah. of a miss. So we went for sushi last night. I didn't find anything on the sushi menu that I had liked, but I'm like, okay, cool. They're serving Chinese, Chinese food. I'm like, I. Not as, I like Chinese food. So like I'm going to order that. Coco's going to order her regular sushi order, which it's not nothing fancy. It's the plainer stuff without yeah. any sauces. Mm-hmm. So we're not talking about anything like that that could complicate the order. It's rice. It's fish. Essentially, yeah. it's the basic, basic of it. So I'm like, I'm trying the Chinese menu. So I order sweet and sour pork. Um, she orders horse stuff. And I'm eating the sweet and sour pork was delicious. I'm like, cool. So now I can get like North American style Chinese food in Corfu. I'm kind of content. It's not something I want all the time, but every now and then I definitely would like to have it. So she's eating her, her sushi. I'm like, I'll try a few pieces. I'm like, ooh, this not for me. But now I could judge that and be like never ordering sushi from this restaurant again. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know what? Maybe it's just the fact that I've got sweet and sour and pork sauce in my mouth that that is altering exactly. the taste of the sushi. Exactly. And you used all that language. You didn't all of a sudden have guns out energy to me being like, this is gross fucking sushi or whatever. And I said to you, I'm like, you know what? It's not when you, it's not the palate that we're used to, but it wasn't absolutely horrible if you're looking for that taste, that feeling and that experience. But right away, majority of people are like fucking worst place, da da da, because their ego slash program didn't get exactly what it wanted. Whereas look at the ease that Skylar's presenting. He's like, you know what? You know, could just be because, yeah, I had this or maybe the fish just wasn't fully in season, whatever the cases may be. But we're, we melt into the experience and we learn from it. We grow from it. We feel how our body feels in that moment so that we can go back to it when making further decisions. We can go back to that moment, you know, two months from now, we can be like, hey, do you want to try sushi again? This is how it felt the last time we were here. Let's go try it in this current energy. But when you're in a program, everything's a fucking mistake. Everything is this and that. You have a box for it. Look at the ease in which we're showing you. Yes, you have to develop the language around the situation. Exactly. That's what we're really trying to do. That's what we're really trying to understand is this is causing or creating some sort of feeling inside. Exactly. Now, we could stop at that language. Mm-hmm. Lots of people do. Mm-hmm. But why? What is that feeling? Can I identify it? That's what we're looking for. We have to go deeper than like, well, I have a feeling. I have a nudge. Well, let's get into the nuances of that feeling and of that nudge so we can create a better, more deeper understanding of what's going on. And, you know... Becca said last night, and we were laughing so much about it, because we used to pull our hair out with Skylar, you know, last fall. Um, And Becca used to be like, ah, she'd come back um, to the Airbnb, and she's like, I'm going to beat Skylar. I was driving on the road, and he's asking me why I'm turning left, and, and why, and why, and why, and why. And, you know, we didn't really understand what he was doing back then, and didn't really understand him. And now he does the same thing with me. And what I've noticed here in Corfu... Um, is when he asks me the why, usually there's a program wall or there's something there that I need to dig through. And that has really flipped the game for me in the moment. I'm definitely guns out or I'm definitely like, I don't want to go into a big thing. But the difference between me and Skylar, what I've noticed is as soon as he brings it up to me, my body shows me the reaction and that's it. If Skylar keeps digging and he keeps going and he keeps saying shit to me, 
I, I do get defensive and I do get annoyed because I see it right away. I can feel it right away. So when he prolongs it a little bit, my whole thing goes off, it goes off, it goes off. Now, what's happening when I'm mentoring people on program, it, I do exactly what Skylar does. I push it, I push it, I push it because they don't actually have the awareness to how we push it to the absolute send guns out energy. Does that make sense? So you have to realize how this program feels inside of you. If you're defensive, if you don't want to hear it, if you're um, upset about it, whatever the case may be, you have to allow it to build and build and build till you get to that defensive, all that stuff to be aware of it because majority of people aren't aware of it till that point. When Skylar pointed out, say the pop to me, I felt it right in my body. And then I'm just like, Kate, that's enough. And I told him that in the last week, I hear you. I see what you're saying. That's it. Stop. Because I now have the awareness instantly because I've done so much work to be able to flip it and do something. I don't need to drag myself down the path to get the awareness, which is what's happening with majority of people because they don't want to get the awareness right away. So really take that in and realize how much you're bypassing that. What Everybody has programs right now and I'm going to build upon that as to why that's coming out and why that's showing because it is time and it's hitting us in the face. So to segue into the program and everything that's happening, there was this huge download um, that I put out, I think last week sometime, right before the 18th, about the green screen. And I'm not gonna actually read it um, in real time because I feel that it's personal to each person to really read it themselves on my Instagram. Um, and that post, just so that I can tell everybody which one it is, is if you go on the Seven Stars Light Clinic um, and you can reread it, it is the one that is glitching. So it is a black on the grid, it is all black square. And what is so fascinating about that is the whole download is about glitching the game. And I posted this reel, and as soon as I posted it, it glitched. So I did not make that photo flash and glitch. The game did that. Well, the important detail that you're missing is you had posted that similar video on, on your private account. Yeah, like a week ago. And yeah. it uploaded just fine. Yes. And it played just fine. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it's glitching on the glitch post is significant. Significant, okay? So after this podcast, go back and reread this. So it's a black square. And the cliff notes of it is we've been in, you know, a TV show, we'll call it the Truman Show, for 200 plus linear years, okay? We have been in this TV show and we have been the entertainment to the audience. You know, the audience is looking at Skylar and his whole life and oh my God, they love the 18 year old version of him that got pregnant and he has such a good, you know, storyline and they're loving it. And Skylar's just the programmed um, AI, the programmed robot that just does everything for the game. And a really, really, really great show that I need to inject in here that has all the codes and all the truth and shows everybody what's been happening is Westworld. And Westworld will code the shit out of you. And if you say you can't get into it, that's your AI blocking it for you. Westworld is the truth. It is the reality. It's blatantly out in our fucking face. And that's what's going on. So we've been in this Truman show for all this time, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. And as the story goes, it's, it's amazing because, you know, a hundred years ago, say Skylar comes and meets me in the Truman Show and we have that like underground meeting that we know we're in the Truman Show, but we still continue to play dumb because we know we have to. So what did we do in each of those times is like we learned, we observed, we started taking things in while playing dumb so that every time we left and came back in, we knew that there was going to come a moment when the green screen shut off and we could walk through the door. But together we had to do the we work, we had to do the work to make this green screen shut off. 
Skylar? Well, I just want to add and inject in there is we had to get the information spread out mm -hmm. to enough people mm -hmm. over a long... In the experiment. In the experiment. Yeah. So it started off with, we'll say, with two people. Yeah. Who then turns to maybe four people, turns into like eight people, who turns into 16 people. But through centuries... Centuries. Centuries. Like centuries. All this information has been laid there for the root of what we're seeing now. Exactly. So we could turn and take off. take that in. It's really emotional. So we could turn off that green screen. Exactly. Because enough people have to start seeing the game for what it is. Exactly. Which is why we've been able to walk through the doors we've gone through. Mm -hmm. Which is why we've had the injection points we've had. Mm -hmm. Which is why data points are as high mm -hmm. as they are. Mm -hmm. Because enough people are seeing the bullshit and the fucking structure of the game. Mm -hmm. They may or may not be doing the work, but they're seeing it. They're and seeing they're, it. And they're exactly. understanding it on their level. Exactly. Which is why it's so... Which is why we got cumulative through the, Yeah. ...to shutting off the green screen. And it's why we got through the door. So, building up to the 18th, the door was about to open. And the green screen was about to be turned off. And for the first time ever, the experiment ended. And that happened on the 18th. And so if you go back and read that post, that is exactly what it's about. And look at the intensity and the power of our work. And so many people don't even understand what we're here, what we're doing here currently, like this community and this podcast and, and this work, but you cannot make up the fact that that fucking post glitched. You cannot. Because hours later, energetically, in density, we walk through that fucking door and I shut off that green screen two motherfucking years ago in WeWork. Or yeah, two years ago in 2021, I did that work in the fall of 2021. So we walk through finally, you know, and you know, that day you, there was just a lot of, of relief. And on mine and Skylar's side, um, we found the opening to the experiment here in Density in Corfu. You know, there's a whole book, there's a whole journey I could write about it. Um, and we literally freed everybody and everything and Skylar did huge we work that day doesn't matter it doesn't need to be shared it's individually it can be shared to people who ask or want to know so on we go now here we are and we're in this 10-day window okay and I just want to read um this because this is information that I get from um someone who's doing a, a different floor of work for me um, than me, but I love it because it is, it is so great. So, um, we are ending a 200 year experiment and the dismantling of the del delusional mind. This is radical changes. So remember, take it slow and steady and know there is something far greater than you can see happening. And you have lived your whole life for these next moments. So you're prepared. The delusional mind is the program. Okay. So we are now beginning the radical dismantle of the program. We are now beginning, okay? The dismantle of the program is why we're here. That's just an overarching huge energy that is beginning because the program is what's running the show and people only know how to operate in the experiment. So now that the experiment has collapsed, now you have a whole humanity population that does not know how to operate from a programmed, you know, TV show, Truman Show, Westworld sense. They don't know. So that's going to start falling and disease and all the things are going to start being really, really radical because the programmed fuel is, is you know, the, the rigidness, the control. So when that TV show is not telling them what to do 24-7, in that sense, they don't know how to operate. So what I really want people to sit with and I really want you to look at with is we are now in 10 days of reflection and celebration. 
This phase is about asking yourself the hard questions about absolutely everything in your life and making a clear choice to shift into the higher floors in all areas. Let this be a reevaluation without guilt or shame, a real honest look at your life you have lived so far, free of judgment. You made it this far. You get a chance to clean up the misunderstandings and really be the person you came to be. So take these 10 days to figure out who the fuck you are. So rewind this back and re-listen. But you have a choice now leading into the end of May. All these billboards in the transit system, all the timeshares, all the selling, all the stuff, remove all of that and look at where you are in your life. What are your misunderstandings? Meaning, what are you still victim to? What are you fucking whining about? What are you clinging to? What are you wishing for? What are you hoping for? Those things need to be cleaned up by your own ass kicking, by your own truth inside of you, being like, okay, why am I still here? Why am I choosing this? What am I fighting? What am I not seeing? Those are your misunderstandings. And, you know, I had this conversation when all this information and downloads started coming out. I asked Becca, I said to Becca the other day, I said, you know, what are your misunderstandings? And she's just going through a layer of cleaning up with, with, with her parents. And she goes, that was for sure a fucking one of my largest misunderstandings. And she's cleaning it up and making that choice in May versus getting hit hard with the fucking awareness of it in June. Skylar and I sat down last night at, at, at dinner and I said to him, I shared him this information. And I said, what the fuck are our misunderstandings? And then it dawned on me last night in the shower that I personally and Skylar watching his journey, we did all of our misunderstandings last summer and last year. We cleaned up all of ours and mine was on a really extreme higher floor of this whole world. And, and, and yours, I think, was, was your kids. And really move through that misunderstanding and the misunderstandings within yourself, with your family and your place in the world. Um, But I can't speak for you. But those are the misunderstandings that you have to ask. So if Skylar, I'm going to use Skylar as an example. If Skylar didn't go through his journey last year of, you know, doing something different with his kids, then leading into the fall when he had a choice point to do the same thing with his kids or move through it. He had a balloon that he had kept from his daughter since the day she was born. And last year around this time, he popped it. And that was a huge thing for him because that was a 19-year-old balloon that still had helium. And he popped it and he did something different and he felt it and he moved through that. Those were his misunderstandings. Because he could still be sitting here right now clinging to how he operated previously with his kids clinging to the stories, clinging to that, I'm a piece of shit dad, I could have done better, I could have done this, whatever it was. And all of that has reversed itself because he looked inside of himself and was like, why and what about this exists? What can I do differently? What can I do to kill off this story, this misunderstanding of, hey, I was 18 years old when I had kids. Did I really even look at it as being a choice? No, he just, as the story goes, said, hey, I got someone pregnant. I have to marry her. I'm going to be the best dad I can. That was a huge misunderstanding while he lived in the, in the TV show because he never felt it. He never dealt with it. It was just head down, ass up. Okay, now I'm a dad. So all of a sudden, he's 40 years in linear time. He got to clean up that misunderstanding, accept that he was a dad and do something different about it. That is what I'm talking about here. So what in your life is a fucking misunderstanding that you are fighting? That you're fighting? Let's see if we can break that down. Yes, Skylar, please do. Just a little bit. Please do. To make it more easier for people. Yeah, please do. We as beings are extremists. Yeah. If we are told, don't talk to anyone, you need to heal. We'll be like, cool, okay, not Monk a problem. Monk vibes. Not a problem, Monk vibes. I will not talk to fucking anyone. Mm-hmm. 
and we'll sit there and we'll feel the things of not talking to anyone, the loneliness, the isolation, the stories, stories, like of wanting to talk to people, you know, we will actually still talk to people because like, you know, we'll make exceptions for everyone, right? And we'll feel those things and those discomforts. So, right. So we go to that extreme and then here's the thing. When you get told, you know what? Reach out, start talking to people. What do we do? Our extreme nature says, okay, cool. I get to talk to people. I'm going to talk to anyone and everyone because now I get to talk to people. So I haven't talked to people for a year, so I want to talk to everyone. That is a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. It is not monk vibes where you talk to no one and it is not fucking chipmunk vibes where you talk to everyone, right? That is behaving without feeling and without intent. Now, when you go to talk to someone, it should be, why do I want to talk to this person? What am I learning from this conversation? What am I experiencing? What is, what is the reason for it? Yeah. Now, I've talked to this person before, and I've always walked away without a very good feeling from this conversation. Why do I keep talking to this person? Right? Everything is done with intent. It doesn't have to be zero to 100. There is, in fact, 99 whole numbers in between there that we could operate between. This is the electric fence analogy that I'm talking about. Why does it have to be one extreme to the next? Why are we feast or why are we famine? Why can't we just eat from? The middle. Intent. Yeah. From the middle. Eat what we want to. No, don't eat when we want to. We're eating from feeling. Mm -hmm. It doesn't be, oh my God, I've got this fucking... Uh, box of fucking strawberries I need to eat all of them right away well and that and, and that box of strawberries is coming from the TV show well that's, literally yeah. literally the energy of the TV show when you when you hear on the loudspeaker hey Skylar eat the strawberries and then you fucking gorge on the strawberries but your whole body is telling you that the strawberries in like five of them are good And that's been a big conversation in sessions lately is why do we have anxiety? Why do we, um, why, why do we feel the way that we feel? Because we know that we don't need to eat the strawberries, but we're so programmed and sold to that we go against it. Well, it's okay. From our wounds. It's okay to eat five strawberries or the number that you feel is correct, correct for you. The problem is, is we go, oh, I want strawberries. I eat all of the strawberries. So then what happens next time? Oh, I'm not going to get the strawberries because I ate all of them. Mm -hmm. Because we haven't learned to feel into things. That's the story we're trying to flip. It doesn't have to be extremes. It's okay to eat five strawberries out of the half, half, however many that are in a fucking pack. And then not feel them anymore and have them just sit in your fridge. Yeah. That's perfectly okay because you listened to yourself and you ate five strawberries. You ate exactly what you wanted to eat. Mm-hmm. Now, that's food related, pop related. What if you only want to drink half a can of pop? Who gives a shit about the other half? You got exactly what you wanted exactly. from that can of pop. Exactly. The story we create then is like, well, I have to finish the whole entire pop. Otherwise, it's a waste. Or if we use this in connection. Or I can't drink pop. Just wait. Or I can't drink pop because it's bad for you. It's full of sugar and it gets me hyper. Right? So it's either we're wasting it or we can't have it at all. Mm-hmm. But there is still a middle ground in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not Coke. Maybe it's not Pepsi. Maybe it's more like I like prefer lemonade or, or whatever it is that you your drink of choice. There is a middle ground for you. Mm-hmm. Now, people, and that's where ease exists. And that, that's where ease exists. But we are in that in that extreme nature that we have to flip. Mm -hmm. Maybe I want to talk to people. Maybe I don't want to talk to people. Feel into it. Yes. And I had this conversation with someone last night and I thought it was great. She's in a layer where she's trying to figure out, hey, I can need to go and hang out with people rather than just staying at home all the time and being alone. But I don't want to hang out with lots of people. You can be alone in public spaces. You don't have to be with someone all the time having that conversation. That should be a choice for you. Mm -hmm. 
this particular individual hasn't really spent a lot of time alone. So to tell her that she can go out into these public spaces and still be alone is the same as being alone as in your house, but they're different. Mm -hmm. You're still alone, but now you're outside of your house. So it's different. Being outside of your house and with people is different than having people being in your house. Mm -hmm. There's a feeling, there's an intent that's there. That's where we need to find that middle ground. That's what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. And as I go into this, let's go into like, we got told into take notes of what's going on with other people. We got said, notice other people's patterns and start calling them out. What did we start doing? Every single thing that someone does, we're calling out constantly, 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 constantly. We're not even doing it from intent anymore. Mm -hmm. In fact, our intent was we're just going to call people out. So everything they do, we're calling out. Why? Because we didn't actually, we're not checking with our own intent as to why we're calling them out. We're just taking it to the extreme. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Because we've taken it to the extreme, we've missed the whole, the whole work in there mm -hmm. as to why we're actually doing it. And now it's become this like woundy thing. And this arrogant thing. Because we went from not calling people out mm -hmm. and feeling pinged by that and the wounds from that and just everything that was going on with that to calling everyone out for everything. Why are you breathe that way? Why do you stand that way? But we don't actually have any understanding for it. We went from one extreme to the other. Mm -hmm. Dial it back into that middle. Mm -hmm. That middle ground is not just for food. It's not just for people. It's for everything. Where is that middle ground for you? Where is your intent on doing everything? That's what we're trying to find. Mm -hmm. So if you find yourself going to the extremes, dial it back. If you find yourself doing nothing, dial it up. Mm -hmm. That's where I have, I've said it so many times, you have to figure out who you are. Mm -hmm. If you are a person who just spends all day sitting in their room, dial it up, go outside, start doing something. Right? You have to know who you are. If you are a person who is constantly out and doing something, dial it back and start spending time with yourself. Right? Those are the easy examples. If you are not talking to anyone, dial it up. Start talking to some people. If you are someone who is talking to everyone, dial it back and start talking to less people. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to no one. Talk to less people. Mm -hmm. Quit going to the extremes with things. Mm -hmm. Start doing things with intent. If you are a person who goes out and orders like a whole bunch of food and eats all of it, dial it back. If you are someone who stars themselves and doesn't eat anything all day, dial it up and start eating a bit more and seeing how you feel. There is a middle ground. You don't go from not eating anything all day to fucking stuffing yourself constantly four times a day or five times a day. That's the extreme nature of it. Well, that's the fight. That's the fight. Yeah. Because we're trying so hard to do the opposite of it. Now it's time to find that middle ground, to find the stability, to build out that baseline. And you cannot build out that baseline if we're going to the extremes all of the time. Yes, great. You have found the boundaries of everything, but you've done nothing. Mm -hmm. You've explored the perimeter of everything, but there's nothing, there's no work being in the baseline in the middle. Yeah. And that's what builds everything off of. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's great to know your Extreme. perimeters. Yes. It's great to know the extremes. It's a great learning tool. But you have to go back and use those perimeters as a way to expand your baseline and build out your baseline because that is the foundation of which everything comes off of. Mm -hmm. If you're always fighting and pushing at the boundaries of your perimeters mm -hmm. on both sides, then you're just expanding it bigger and bigger and bigger. But nothing's being done in the middle, which is where everything comes up out of. Amazing, Skylar. And that, and that onsets the program. Your, your program exists on, in those electric fences, in that extreme or in that um, non-extreme. That's where your program sits. Literally, depending what your program is, you will sit in those extremes. And it's always been reiterated throughout the whole entire lifetime of this podcast. 1% change is still a lot. Mm -hmm. But what does our program want? Extremes. Yeah. Or nothing at all. Well, well extremes. Extremes. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Nothing at all is still extremes. Exactly. If we want to lose weight, reduce the amount of food mm -hmm. that you eat. Mm -hmm. 
You go to the extremes, you start starving yourself, but it's unsustainable. So then you go back to eating. Then you feel shitty about yourself because you can't handle the extreme nature of it. Mm -hmm. Even if we just reduce our food and take just a little bit, we will probably still lose weight. Yes, it'll take longer, but it'll be more sustainable, right? I wanna quit smoking. I smoke a pack a day. What if we just were to get down to like, I don't know, it's in a pack, we'll say 24. If we smoke 20 cigarettes a day, that's a win. Mm -hmm. And then we can reduce that down from 24 to 20 to maybe 18 to 16 to 12. Those are all wins. It doesn't have to be 24 cigarettes down to zero. And then we have to feel that big withdrawal symptom. We can reduce it. That's still success. Mm -hmm. Because if we go from 24 to zero, we might go for a few days without cigarettes. But then we'll probably will start smoking once again somewhere down the road. Well, that's, that's why debunking this delusional mind slash program is quote unquote so, it sends so many people because you're doing exactly what Skylar's explaining. You'll get the information about, okay, you have a program and this, and then you go one extreme to the next and then it, you do it for a few days and then you stop. And it's just, it's like, it's like the 3D diet. And with, with Skylar... Well, you have to... It, it almost has to feel like you're doing nothing, but you have to be doing something. Yeah. That is the tricky part. Change should almost feel like you're doing nothing. It should be that easy, mm-hmm. but you're actually doing lots of work. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that when I was debunking my program, one of the main lines was like, nothing's, nothing's happening. I'd say that to you all the time. I'd be like, nothing's fucking changing. Nothing's happening. And where I'm sitting now, when that comes on, lots is happening because that's a program response as well to try and get you to go back to your extremes. Well, lots of things are always happening. Yes. That's, that is the thing. Lots of things are always happening for you. So if nothing is changing, it's because you're not... You're not doing it. You're not, you're not doing exactly. it. You're not having, you're not having not the awareness. The, you're not taking the personal responsibility to do something about it. That's the key is all the stuff that Skylar's sharing. You can get all the information. You can see it in yourself, but you actually have to have the personal responsibility to want to do it. Well, and if you want to do and here's the thing, and here's the caution note on this. You can take the personal responsibility to want to do it, but then what happens? You take it to the extreme. Yes. Instead of going halfway or 25%. And making it sustainable. But on the flip side of this, because I love how interwoven everything is, you're one of those people who's like, well, I'm going to take it to the 25%. You know, that's, that's what I'm doing it. And I haven't been successful. No, you're taking it to the other, other way. You're not really doing anything. Your 25% that you think you're going is like 5%. Mm-hmm. So you need to take it to the extreme. I know I had this conversation with Alexia the one day. We were talking about walking. I said, how do you know? She's like, well, I only walked a little bit, a couple of blocks, because I didn't want to tire myself out. So I did like what I thought I was capable of doing. I said, how do you know that's what you're capable of doing? If that's all you ever walk. How do you know you're not capable of walking a 10, 12 miles? You've never gone that far. You don't know what that extreme distances that you're capable of doing. No, you just sit in your program. You're just telling yourself that I'm, you know, two blocks is all I can handle. Mm-hmm. Right? So you need to find, and this is why this is great and this is okay, all of this has come up, is you know your minimum. You can easily walk two blocks. That's the minimum I need to at least start to do. But then you start you can start finding that edge towards the outside, which is the perimeter that we've talked about, which you need to know where it's at so that way you can dial back into the middle. If I am capable of walking 10 miles, do I need to? At 10 miles, I'm exhausted, I'm dead, I'm shit for the rest of the day, I can do nothing. There, you know, zero is here, what that feels like, you know, 10 miles feels like this. Five miles is somewhere in the middle. On good days, on the average day, you can walk five miles and you're good. Now, if we feel into that, for keep going with this example, some days, five miles is too much. So you need to cut it back. We'll say three, two and a half miles. That's the amount. It's not always going to be five miles that day. And then some days you're going to feel a little bit better and you're going to be able to do seven and a half miles, right? Because you're feeling better and you can still manage your whole entire day. And some days you're going to be able to hit that <laughs> 10 miles. Yes. This, this is a lot. I realize it is a lot. I People realize, are going to be like zoning out on your no, words no, no. right now. 
But this is the experiment. You yes. have to be able to feel into what well, you're. Well, it's cap- not the experiment. Well, it's the it's, it's the aware, it's gaining the awareness yes. of oneself that, so that people way, aren't doing because, because it's going to change from day to day, exactly from based moment to on moment. the feeling that you're having. So just to make it in simple terms, because Skylar's like zoning me out <laughs> over here with his numbers. It's like when I was last night when we went out for dinner, like walking literally a block was hard for me last night because my body was bloated and I had energy moving through me. But then the day before I had all the energy and all the things that's just getting the awareness of your body, but not bamboozling and lying to yourself with these extremities that you can't do it. And I'm the queen of that. I've had to really learn that because in Kelowna, I literally couldn't move because I was doing so much we work. And when we came here, it was an adjustment. I was like, going through it a lot because it was like I went from not moving to moving to having to see that I can move. It's like, but you have to just feel into each moment and see where you are and see the overarching story that you're having. So that's what Skylar's trying to show you with all of the examples that he's putting out. There's an overarching story to everything. And until you know your middle, that story will rule you. So if you use me as an example, it was, I can't move, I can't hike, I can't go very far. The truth of it now here is, is I can, I don't even know how far I can go. And my answer would be based on how I feel that day. But I can't limit myself. Everything is based on how I feel. So today, for example, sitting here right now, I don't feel as energized as I felt three days ago. So if Skylar's like, hey, do you want to go for a walk? Right in this moment, I'd say no. Maybe two hours from now, I'd be like, sure, how far are you thinking? So I can gauge how I'm feeling. But then I also am able to see to myself, okay, is my program coming on telling me that I can't walk? You know, what's happening? What's going on? It's all based on feeling. So I feel everyone just needs to slow this podcast down and really take it in and listen because there's so much information that's going on about it. And one of the big things I want to also add on is, 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 is this language so that people can just grasp it and then we're just going to end it. One of the big, big things that happens in these extremities that Skylar's talking about to the left or to the right is when you're not aware of these extremities, okay, so to the extreme or doing nothing at all and you sit there, okay, In these places, you develop jealousy, greed, and competition, okay? Because it creates a victim energy on either side, okay? Either side is a victim energy. So once you're sitting there, if you're feeling any of these energies, you then, all of that happens and you're not aware of it, you don't see it or you block it out, and then all of a sudden, lack hits you. And everybody always wonders why they get these lack stories or why this happens or what goes on. And this is fucking why is because you're rocking your baseline. You're doing extreme or nothing at all. And then all of these energies start to happen. And then a whole story of lack. And I'm not talking just money. It's just lack of oneself not good enough, all that stuff sits there and keeps you literally concreted in to the lower frequencies, the lower floors of victim consciousness to the left and to the right. That's what's happening. That is program. So when you start to unwind and do these things that Skylar just shared with you and move into the middle, all of the sudden you're noticing, you're like, holy, I actually am not jealous anymore or I don't feel you know, greed or I don't feel competition or I'm not fucking obsessing about lack because lack doesn't exist in the middle. It just doesn't because you're a balanced scale. And when you're off kilter on either one of those sides, one of those energies or all of those energies start to hit you And then all of the sudden, that overarching energy takes control. So that's why you get the narrations of of your own self, lack of self-love, lack of self, because you have literally sat in one extreme or the other. 
So this is a this is a kind of heavy podcast, I would say, with like a lot of information. And here's one thing I really, really empower people to do is like listen, and we've said this before in the podcast, but I gotta I gotta hammer this in. Listen to the podcast, pause it, do whatever you need to do and stop and use it and look within yourself. Stop it. Don't just listen as background noise. If you're listening as background noise, take it and re-listen to it. There's golden, golden, golden nuggets in this entire fucking you know, lifetime of this podcast. Just because this podcast goes out for right now doesn't mean that you don't go back and listen to it. It Part of doing the work is you have this podcast to go back to episode five, go back to whatever. You know, there's there's a few people that have been listening to the podcast from the beginning and they're messaging me being like, oh my God, Coco, like the foundation of your work was started back then. You were talking about Corfu back then. You were talking about program back then. Like there's so much nuggets here. Like you do not need to struggle. You do not need to... Um, make this hard you're doing that yourself so this podcast is full and I mean full of truth take it and apply it to yourself